Hey friends, did you know that you can come hang out with me in real life? That's right. The Work In Podcast and Savage Grace Coaching makes its home in a boutique studio space called The Loft Yoga and Wellness in historic downtown Spring Valley, Ohio. This hidden gem of the Miami Valley is nestled in between Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. As a part of my mission to bring a legacy of resilience through movement, each month you can join me for a hike on the bike trail, followed by a free trauma-informed vinyasa class back at the studio on Main Street. Go to savagegracecoaching.com to see the calendar and join my newsletter, A Yoga Life on Main Street, to stay up to date on all the latest studio news, events, and gossip. And now... On to this week's episode. There is no trick to unlocking resilience. No one skill or tool or practice will guarantee that you will never be overwhelmed by stress or trauma, that you will never feel anxiety or panic attack ever again. We can't trick our body's survival system. And I don't think we really want to, even though people try all the time. There are really only three things that make something feel stressful or traumatic to your nervous system. You're listening to The Work In. I'm your host, Erica Thomas, a certification collector and refugee from the body brand nation, sharing 25 years of experience in the fitness industry to recruit and support the next generation of fitness professionals, coaches, and wellness educators Join me and raise the standard of professionalism in the industry by bringing trauma-sensitive training to the health-conscious and health-curious alike. Let's get started with today's Work In. The Work In is brought to you by Kinetic Grace Resilience. Kinetic Grace is an online program designed to teach safe self-regulation of the stress response through the body using trauma release exercise, guided body awareness, and the breath. The program includes private, personalized instruction, exclusive access to certified providers, and a fully supported trauma release experience. Kinetic Grace is available anywhere you are and is now accepting new clients. Visit savagegracecoaching.com to learn more. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back. We talk a lot about stress on the work in from the perspective of an instructor or from the perspective of just a regular, seriously stressed out person. I talk to a lot of those seriously stressed out people, folks who live now or have lived in long-term stress environments. Maybe that sounds familiar to you. Sometimes those folks come from military service, either for a service member themselves or for their family. Sometimes it's from a general work environment or maybe your family environment or possibly a financial situation. Sometimes that stress comes from a physical health situation an injury or chronic pain or disease. It might come from your past, unresolved past trauma, neglect, or abuse. But no matter what the source of your stress is, 
Chronic stress can show up in a lot of different ways for people. It can show up like muscle tension, general anxiety, depression, panic attacks, inability to make a decision, difficulty focusing, shutdown, a lack of motivation and fatigue, emotional dysregulation, chronic illnesses and autoimmune disorders, high blood pressure, and so many, many more. But no matter how it shows up, people are looking for basically one thing, more resilience. That ill-defined magic key that lets you supposedly overcome any stress or trauma that we encounter. We want to be as mentally and emotionally strong as we are physically strong. And because we live in this modern culture, we all want a magic bullet. We want to know the trick to shut off that pesky, annoying, sometimes debilitating stress response so we can get on with our day. Today, I have good news and bad news. Bad news first. There is no trick to unlocking resilience. No one skill or tool or practice will guarantee that you will never be overwhelmed by stress or trauma that you will never feel anxiety or panic attack ever again. We can't trick our body's survival system. And I don't think we really want to, even though people try all the time. There are really only three things that make something feel stressful or traumatic to your nervous system. And you can apply these to situations, relationships, memories, thoughts, injuries, pretty much any experience you've had, long or short term, present, past, or future. And those three things are isolation, uncertainty, and lack of control. It could be any one of those things or any combination of them that is contributing to your level of stress. The good news is that knowing those three components of stress and trauma, we can customize our own behavior to build the kind of unshakable resilience that so many people are looking for. And it's not a trick. It's an understanding that starts with awareness and leads to reparations in the mind-body relationship, along with safe self-regulation of the nervous system. Good resilience practices are simple and repetitive for reasons we'll talk about in just a moment. They can be integrated throughout the day or whenever you notice an inappropriate reaction in the moment. They are that way on purpose because your nervous system has spent your whole life learning to protect you. It's got lots of habits that have worked in the past. And as we know, it's really hard to change habits that we know about. It's even harder to change the ones that run under our conscious awareness. It's like trying to get rid of malware that was secretly installed on your hard drive and makes your security system run constantly and drain your batteries. So let's start with this idea of uncertainty and step in to certainty. 
Building resilience always starts with awareness. You can't change anything for the better if you don't know what it is, what's wrong with it, or how to affect it. And that speaks directly to our understanding of our own nervous system response. There is nothing scarier than when your body does something that's outside of your control and we can't figure out why with a quick search on Dr. Google. That's when that small twinge in your tummy and increased heart rate suddenly becomes a racing heart and numbness in your hands and feet, and then into a full-blown panic attack. So you felt what you felt, and in the blink of an eye, your system overwhelmed you. Awareness and mindfulness practices help by letting you notice those sensations in your body and those things that are happening around you without attaching any judgment or meaning to them. This gives you time to respond and replaces uncertainty with curiosity. Over time, you start to rebuild trust in your body's reactions rather than living in that adversarial relationship within your own skin, fighting for control. Some things that work really well here are simple guided body scans. There are a lot of free resources for these, but I thought we could do one together right now. You can do this anywhere, but if you're driving, we want to make sure that you are staying engaged with that activity. So please don't close your eyes or let your mind drift. We want to begin with any body scan in a comfortable position. So you might be seated or reclined or lying down. Your choice if you want to keep your eyes open or closed, whatever helps you focus your attention better. Begin by noticing your breath. No need to change anything about it here. There's no right or wrong way to breathe. Simply observe today and practice not attaching any judgment or meaning to anything that you find. Simply be here, And now, in this body and in this moment, when you're ready, direct your awareness to each area of the body as I say it, noticing what you notice there, feeling whatever it is you feel, and exploring with a little curiosity. There's no need to change anything. Feel your toes the soles of your feet, ankles, calves, shins, knees, back of the thighs, front of the thighs, hips, low back, lower belly, back of the rib cage, front of the chest, upper chest, fingers, palms of the hands, wrists, forearms, elbows, upper arms, shoulders, neck, back of the head, jaw, mouth, cheeks, eyelids, forehead, crown of the head, 
Now visualize your body as it is in this moment, extending gratitude, grace, love, and respect to every part of yourself, no matter what it was that you found there. And then when you're ready, breathe yourself back into your day. Body scans are so simple and they can be very quick as you just saw. The purpose there is really to just direct your attention and direct your awareness. Often we forget about all of the moving parts that go into our body that make us who we are. So this is just one moment to check in and just find out what is really going on with us. Nothing more. Once you've built some awareness, then we can start to move into this area of control, giving ourselves some tools to help us take back control and influence. Without strong, safe self-regulation skills, we can be very easily influenced by other people, by our past experiences, and by the current events around us. Yes, the stress response lives in the autonomic nervous system. That means it's automatic. But there are many ways that we can influence it, both knowingly and unknowingly. Purposely building resilience puts you back in the driver's seat. The resilience skills that you adopt need to be something that you can do on a regular basis that give your nervous system more evidence of safety. So much evidence of safety that it replaces all the evidence of danger that your body and nervous system has accumulated throughout your life. And that can be a lot. Each of us are different. So here's where we need to put on our lab coats a little bit and really experiment with some different tools. One thing isn't going to work for everyone. And knowing that from the start is really important. But whatever tool or tools that you use, you want them to be very accessible to you. So things like yoga is a fantastic thing to practice, but one hour of yoga once or twice a week by itself most likely won't cut it because we're carrying a lifetime of stress baggage around with us and at the same time being bombarded with clear and present stress in the moment too. So not only do we need to get rid of past stuck stress, but we also need to deal with our current situation as well. So we need to adopt things that we can do regularly and in the moment several times a day. That's why you hear breathing techniques recommended so often and mindfulness, meditation practices, as well as different types of body work. Simple things that you can do immediately without having to take yourself out of your day. What these types of practices do is they replace the protective reactions 
that automatically come up in the body with responses of presence and intention. So you start to take back control, influence, and self-efficacy in your own stress and trauma recovery. Every time you notice your reaction in a moment and choose a different response, you begin the work to replace and repair that mind-body relationship and create more evidence of safety. Now, we mentioned breathing techniques as a good in-the-moment resilience skill to master, and there's so many different breathing techniques out there. One of the reasons they're so good and why there's so many of them is that the breath is the fastest way to affect the autonomic nervous system. So today, I wanted to teach you a breathing technique, and I believe we've talked about it before on this podcast, but we're just going to go over it again. I feel like it's one of the strongest ones. It's one of my personal favorites. So I'm going to teach you a breathing technique that you literally already know. Your body already knows how to do this, but you may have forgotten that you know it. That breathing technique is called the physiologic sigh. And if you practice yoga, this particular breathing technique is going to look an awful lot like one that we do in yoga called breath of joy, only we're not going to add any extra body movements to it. We do this breath pattern naturally as humans every time we fall asleep and as children or maybe sometimes adults, when we're trying to calm ourselves down after a really bad temper tantrum or we've been crying or sobbing very, very hard, as the body comes out of that state, it will automatically do this physiologic sigh. And the reason is this breathing pattern will interrupt the sympathetic nervous system response, that activation, and actually flip the switch and activate the parasympathetic side or that resting side of our nervous system and help us calm down. So here's how you do it. It consists of two quick inhales through the nose with no exhale in between, and then one long exhale through the mouth. So it sounds like this. So you can do that as many times as you're comfortable doing it. Understand that breathing like this sometimes can make us feel a little lightheaded. So if you feel like that's happening to you when you're doing this breathing technique, just stop. Your breath will automatically on its own return to its natural effortless state. And we can take that as a note because we don't need to do it all that many times in a row for it to work. So um, there is some evidence that the physiologic sigh can actually lower your blood pressure in the moment and lower your heart rate in the moment, but we don't also want to trigger some kind of anxiety response. So even though 
In general, this breathing technique is really good for calming yourself down and interrupting the sympathetic activation uh, in, in, in real time. If you start to feel the opposite happening, then you know that this is not for you. So I told you that uh, we do this naturally as humans uh, when we are calming ourselves after being very upset. And maybe you can imagine yourself doing this as a child. But you don't have to wait till you're very, very extremely upset to use it as a tool. You can use it pretty much anytime you're feeling activated. This is a really easy, easy skill to add to your own stress defense arsenal. Now the last piece that can affect our level of stress and resilience is isolation. Coming out of isolation requires connection. Connection is the most important piece of recovery from trauma and stress injury, and yet it's the first thing almost that we lose when we are suffering from traumatic or chronic toxic levels of stress. The tendency in an overwhelmed nervous system response is to go on lockdown, so to speak, It is 100% a protective response. Now, this might look like physically separating yourself from others where you don't want to go out, you don't want to socialize, you don't want to be around other people. Or it may be that feeling like you are alone, like no one knows what it is that you are feeling And it's completely on the inside of you. And you can feel like this even when you're surrounded by others. So true connection doesn't necessarily mean just being out with other people because we can still feel very lonely even when we are in a group. It's human nature to seek connection with others. We evolved to work and live together. So if you or someone you know is feeling very alone right now, or maybe you haven't seen them in a while, reach out and connect in some way. A quick text or phone call to a friend. I just want to encourage you. You are not alone. If the pandemic showed us anything, it's that being separated isn't necessarily safer. In fact, we know now that that isn't true. We need each other more now than ever before and for so much more than gossip and reels on social media. So get a little group together of one or more people and meet up somewhere for coffee in real life. Maybe start a weekly walk or a lunch date It will do your heart and your nervous system good. Thanks for joining me today on The Work In. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. I'd like to invite you to head over to the show notes for this episode for a special gift. It's a free guided meditation that's called Desk Yoga. 
and it'll be in the show notes for this week's episode at savagegracecoaching.com forward slash the work in, or you can just click the link at savagegracecoaching.com and go to the podcast. While you're there, you'll find my free guide to holding space. Holding space is just a fancy way to say co-regulation, which is something we all do all the time with other people without even realizing it. And when it's done well, it's a great way to build connection and resilience. This is a pivotal part of my Kinetic Grace Integration Trauma-Sensitive Framework for instructors and coaches, and it is totally free to you. Just go over to savagegracecoaching.com and click the banner at the top of the page or the pop-up, and it's all yours. Feel free to browse around through any of the other free resources as well, and when you're ready, let's connect. You can find me on social, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, or reach out and schedule a free consultation to explore how we can work together to build more resilience. Thanks, everybody, and I'll see you next time on The Work In.